Welcome again to Whole Body Health with Dr. Sleeby. Today I will be talking about adrenal hormones. This is not intended for medical advice, so if you believe you have adrenal dysfunction or any abnormalities in your hormones, please consult your local doctor or PCP for medical advice and management. Let's start with the adrenal axis and the hormones involved. There is an axis called the HPA axis, that's the hypothalamus acting on the pituitary gland and then acting on the adrenal glands. Now, there are other hormones and other glands involved in all this, but that's the main route, if you will. So one hormone does affect another and many others. The adrenal gland has an effect on the thyroid gland and on the sex hormones like testosterone, progesterone, estrogen in the ovaries and the testicles. The adrenal hormone is a steroid hormone, and there are a couple of classes of hormones that we discussed in a previous lecture. And they all originate from the cholesterol molecule. So high doses of cholesterol-lowering medications can have an adverse effect on this whole class of hormones. The adrenal glands, and we have two of them, one is a pyramid in shape and the other is crescent in shape, and they lay right over the tops of the kidneys. They're very important glands. You can remove a thyroid gland or gonadal hormones like ovaries and testes, and you won't be a happy camper, but you can live. You remove both adrenal glands, very likely not live very long. So what is the HPA axis? It's the hypothalamus pituitary adrenal axis. It transfers its power or activity through the pituitary gland and then to a hormone called ACTH, which can then release aldosterone, DHEA, cortisol, and norepinephrine, epinephrine. That's the adrenaline and noradrenaline. All originating from cholesterol produces adrenal and noradrenaline, pregnenolone, aldosterone, progesterone, cortisol, DHEA, and then testosterone, estrogen. Why are they so important? Hormones are important as messengers to distant glands, organs, and controlling metabolism. Well-balanced hormones of all kinds yield a well-balanced and healthy body. There are many disruptors in our environment that cause hormones to become out of balance. Aging and stress are two of them, but there are also infections that can stress out our bodies and our hormone axis like viral infection, much like COVID or influenza, bacterial infections, parasitic overgrowths, and a lot of other physical, like physical trauma can also disrupt it, and emotional trauma as well. PTSD has an impact on your adrenals, for example. Cortisol is pulsed out of the gland many, many, many times an hour, and it's very difficult to actually measure a spot cortisol level. It could be at a high point or a low point. But if you take the sum over a period of a day, there is a diural curve. It usually has a, a hump in the morning and it goes down and gets lower and lower as the day progresses. And this is in contrast to the production in our body of melatonin. And there's a reason for that. So too high levels of cortisol is not desirable. And too low levels of cortisol is also non-desirable. This is a diural curve that's pictured here, daily free cortisol pattern that is collected by saliva. You can use blood or serum, but that's obnoxious to have someone go to the laboratory four or more times a day 
to get their blood drawn. Plus, you come at somebody with a needle and there's maybe a little bit of anxiety and a cortisol release. So it's an easier, less invasive way is to collect cortisol samples through saliva. And as you map it out from awakening to early morning, midday, and right before bedtime, there is this kind of diurnal curve. It's kind of like a hump of a camel, but it's front loaded. On the front part of the day, it's higher. The latter part of the day, it's lower. And if that's out of whack, then you have some adrenal dysfunction. And on this slide, it shows also some 24-hour free cortisol levels and its metabolite also from cortisol to cortisone. Here's another slide that shows options to address dysfunctional adrenals. So there's stress management, better sleep. That sleep has a big impact on your adrenal function. Elimination of toxic exposures. Adaptogenic herbs. These are botanicals, and there's some 25 known adaptogens that are special herbs that have special properties that can address overactive or underactive adrenal glands. I'll mention a few here. Licorice, ashwagandha, holy basil, also known as tulsi. Again, there are many others to choose from, and there are combinations that can be put together to help your body. If those don't work, hydrocortisone sounds like a drug. It's also known as HC, but it's actually a bioidentical hormone, identical to the cortisol that your gland releases, but it's in the form of a tablet or a capsule. And its brand name is called Cortef. That might be more familiar to you. And that can be used in pulsatile function, titrated up and down as needs arise to manage adrenal insufficiencies. Now, we're not talking about Addison's disease or some other very bad disorders, twitchings, things like that, that have a major effect and require sometimes pharmaceuticals to manage. We're talking about adrenal fatigue. That's an old term, but adrenal dysfunction is probably a better term that is uh, induced by stress. DHE replacement and also melatonin replacement are also valuable. There are some amino acids that can be used. Tyrosine, for example, phosphatidylserine is used with low levels of melatonin and high levels of cortisol late in the day or in the early evening that can disrupt sleep. And phosphatidylserine seems to be the antidote to high levels of cortisol in your system. A clean diet. You want to make sure that you're eating very clean, organic, lots of fruits and vegetables. Don't carve out, reduce simple sugars. Those are poison to the system. And there are many, many diets out there. I don't have a favorite one because everyone's different, but find the diet that works best for you to keep your adrenals and your thyroids and all your other hormones in perfect balance. Hydration with a pinch of salt. So you can overhydrate and become water intoxicated if you don't have the proper salts to keep things in balance. So sometimes a pinch of sea salt or Himalayan salt in a glass of water, just so you can barely taste it, can keep that in check. And also you want to decrease things that are stimulants like caffeine and also a lot of medications that are used for disorders like ADD, ADHD. There's a big trend College students are using it to cram all night for exams and keep themselves up. Terrible impact on the adrenal glands. So we got to get people away from doing that. We got to get people away from 
taking Adderall and Ritalin and those kind of stimulant drugs that can actually burn out your adrenal glands. And that wraps it up for another episode of Whole Body Health with Dr. Salibi from the FLCCC Alliance. We'll see you next time.